0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Before. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Here's the pitch.
1: Breaking ball popped up. Who wants it? John Bolton is there.
2: He's got it. Oh!
1: The Hawks take the series, and they remain atop the SEC standings with the most wins in the conference at 19. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say
0: Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode, because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. with my boobay tastes
1: like too late for the analyst. Girl, I can buy a girl with my base stuff. I know that good, just. It way too badly once you let me do the extras pull up on your block and break it down we playing tetras am to the bm bm to the am funk eat up your per diem you just got to hate them funk if i quit your bm i still rock mercedes funk if i quit this season i still be the greatest funk my left stroke just went viral right stroke put a baby in the
2: One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a Trigger Tuesday. We'll talk about what's bothering us in the world of sports later in the show and also in an hour from now. We're going to be excited to be joined by current Razorback pitcher, our guy who had such a great week. And weekend, Hunter Holland, Uh, he had a complete game on Sunday for the Razorbacks. He'll be joining us at 3.05. But we also have in studio a former Razorback pitcher, just like he joins us every Tuesday. And it is former Razorback Trent Daniel, thanks to Lift Truck Service Center. You can visit their website at lifttruckservicecenterinc.com, serving Arkansas since 1973. Trent, it's good to have you back in studio, man. How you doing? Glad to be here. How you guys doing? Man, we're, we're <laughs> great. We're great, especially when you're coming off of uh, a series victory, which me and you uh, watched the game as much as we could on Saturday, and that was not the game that Arkansas ended up winning, but they won the rubber match Sunday, got it taken care of. They enter into the final series against Vanderbilt, which we'll talk about later, but uh, just once again showing that it doesn't matter how many injuries they have, it doesn't matter the issues that they have, They're still just finding ways to win and to win big series against a really good South Carolina team as well.
3: Yeah, it was, for me, it was good to see a weekend of some good pitching and, you know, it really came down to the pitchers and some timely hits and and getting guys in when they got on base, which we didn't do too good of a job Saturday, but um, just a different series than everyone else in the conference over the weekend, that's for sure, and one I enjoyed, some good pitching
4: complete games how how rare are those to happen in college baseball
3: yeah you just don't see very many of those anymore i I, it's hard for me to remember having one or two of those when i was in school for three or four years whatever it was and you you just don't see that a whole lot and he was uh, he was he was in the zone he was cruising and like you've seen a lot this year with him when he gets settled in he's tough and he did and and it didn't stop you know there was no kind of derailing him
4: so, for so, de- oh, well, go ahead. Trent, so you're saying you had a couple of complete games no not me just de- on the staff? De- definitely not me <laughs> yeah i was
3: trying to think just overall i mean, I, maybe maybe dj baxendale had one I, it's hard to just think we had such a deep pitching staff that there's a lot of times like we're just going to go to the next guy if any if any sort of traffic happened late in the game and and I just I, I can't really remember one. I'm I'm sure there was I'd have to go back, but it's hard to think of CGs.
2: Well that that's what I was gonna ask you because with, with Dave Van Horn and obviously you know how, how he handles things, it's it's something to where maybe he does it by beer or by staff or whoever he has, but how how would he approach or how does he approach it when it comes to okay, I got a guy that's dealing, doing a great job. Do I leave him in? Knowing especially yeah. this year with the amount of injuries that they've had, you know, sometimes you may think, okay, they want to scale him back a little bit and don't want to risk anything. So how would he approach it where he decides whether or not to let him go the full game or pull him and bring somebody else in? Well, I think a huge
3: part that played a factor in it was the amount of guys he retired in a row. There was nobody on. It was just a lot of stress-free middle inning, I mean, for a lot of the game. And to me, that's what allowed him to finish it. You know, it gets to the 7th, 8th, and ninth, and he's had a bunch of traffic on, stressful innings, having to deal with runners and, and everything else mentally, then... I do think he's more apt to go get him but just with how that game went and then and really how the 7th and 8th went they were still pretty easy innings and I think it felt like it was almost a no-brainer that he was going to run him back out there and just at least see how it went
4: and then with the number of pitches he said he was yeah. up into the 90s but there was no way that he wanted to come out and wanted to be able to finish it and they yeah. talked to him and and really you know kind of gauge where he was and they let him go finish so that was that was good to see
3: yeah but I think that just Kind of, we were talking about like just the lack of stuff going on during the game. He's cruising, he was out of the windup a lot of the game. I, I think that played a huge part in him being able to go back out and even how he probably felt, which we should be able to ask him. Which will be, I'm looking forward to that.
4: How much rest do you think they need on that arm after 113
3: pitches? Oh, man. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's thrown quite, I mean, been up there before, having been such a big left handed starter like he is. Uh, you know, he. I'm sure he's feeling it a little bit, but they're in such good shape, and they got good throwing programs and recovery days and stuff. I'm. He's probably about ready for a bullpen. I mean, honestly, a couple of days he'll be good to go. I, I would assume.
2: I know it's probably tough to to try to you know go through as far as the counts go, but I would be curious. Was there like? could you notice a pretty significant difference in your in your rest or maybe in your soreness or whatnot from? you know, 80 pitches and 70 pitches. Like, like is 10 pitches really – is that that big of a difference in it? Or is it more once you get – the higher up you get is when it starts really the pitching – or just one pitch can make all the difference in the world.
3: Yeah, I think – I mean, you you start to notice it. You'll feel it in your legs a little bit and stuff, and your arm will be late kind of getting down the mound. That's when you you lose your command and control some. But I think how the game is going, in my experience through my career, like when I did start and, you know, pitch longer, you know, innings and games and stuff – um, I think it's it's how that game is going and and how often you are dealing with everybody on base and stressful situations do play a much more you know, I'd say sixty pitches, um, stressful versus eighty five, kinda how Holland dealt with, you you would know you'd feel the sixty way more than, than he was probably feeling eighty five.
4: How, how much does it put on your body depending on what the weather is? It would seem like yeah. if it's hotter outside and you're up in your pitch count, that that's going to put a lot more on your body altogether than yeah. pitching in cooler weather.
3: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And I will say though, there is there is a fine line. I wouldn't say fine line, but when it gets warmer, you do feel a little bit better. It's colder, you are kind of your muscles are a little bit tighter, you stiffen up between innings. But you know, you get lathered up, you start to feel good. I mean, I don't want to pitch in the weather we did in Waco, or one hundred and ten <clears> heat index, but. You know, the, the kind of the weather they had, you, you get real loose and you stay you stay warm because there weren't really long innings for us on offense either. So, you know, I, I bet he stayed loose. And, and it honestly gets to a point when you're cruising like he was where you got that lead, you got some extra, you know, you chip in a run here and there. Like you want to get back out there. You don't want to sit in the dugout very long. You get in a rhythm and you want to get back on the mound. And you could kind of see he just stayed with that momentum he had and, and just cruised.
2: Well, you mentioned also the uh, the amount of uh, pitchers that you know they would could bring in, and we know they have a lot of depth there. But over the weekend, they only use five pitchers, yeah. which is absurd in an SEC series. So, obviously, resting as much as you can for innings is big. But as a pitcher, if you didn't go this past weekend. Is that something that is good for you and maybe – or do you need good for you and maybe – or do you need to be more into the rotation, getting the reps? Like how does that affect maybe the guys that didn't go and didn't pitch this past right. weekend? I
3: think, I think that's player to player. Like I, it would have been nice to see Zach Morris get – you know, some guys that have seemed to like really figure it right. out and get another outing. But if I were to guess, I, I don't know, I would think that they're – They'll definitely have a bullpen session this week. I don't know if maybe they'd face some hitters, let them get some live at-bats and stuff. I'm not really sure how he'll work with those bullpen guys. But at this point of the year, rest isn't always the worst thing um, from a pitching staff that's really been depleted at times. But uh, they were, it was impressive. I mean, a really good veteran lineup for South Carolina tough, older hitters, physical, and didn't have too much of an issue with them.
4: How are you feeling going into this last series of the year? Uh, at end of the season, you know the tournament is right around the corner.
3: Oh, I am I think everybody loves where we're at. I mean, it's incredible what they've done, and I, I've enjoyed this team. I know John, we talked about it a lot Saturday mm-hmm. together, but it's just a different kind of brand of baseball this year. They've, they've chipped in. Guys have stepped up when they've had to. It hasn't been all the big offense. They've gotten it done on the mound. I mean, they're leading the conference in ERA now, which is incredible to think about. Um, great defense you know pitching and defense will take you a long way so um, I love where we're at I mean I don't know how you couldn't be optimistic about the postseason stuff and I feel like we have gotten some much needed rest without the midweek games the past couple weeks and not using many guys over the weekend and you know you got some position players coming back hopefully we see Wagner soon and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it I'm excited about the postseason
2: I'm joined by Trent Daniel, thanks to Lyft Truck Service Center here in Little Rock. In fact, on our Asher Record Life Fan Feedback, Rick says, and has a quick question, I think uh, kind of alludes to the point we were making, is saying, uh, do you guys think that this baseball team has the pitching depth to go multiple games in a week this postseason? For sure, it helps getting guys back. I still do not like them living on the home run. Yes, it is nice, but I feel like that one game can end your season, and an elevated swing could be the difference in those games. think DVH needs to hit on that. And some of these late season practices.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, uh, man, it's hard to say because you don't the the Hoover style tournament. I mean, the regional, in my opinion, was always the tougher of the, that of the super. You know, it's a best of three in the regional. You might end up playing four. You know, like you got to win four sometimes. But I think that. We've talked about the pitching depth being an issue, but it seems like of lately they've stepped up, and you've kind of seen why he made some of those comments earlier in the year. These younger guys have proven that they can come in and get it done, and then Tigers getting back, his pitch counts going, you know, just increases each week at the perfect time that he could come back and be incredibly effective like he is. So, um, I'm not going to read too much into the Hoover deal, yeah. like how many games are right off in a row. You're just not going to – even, you know, let's say they make it to Omaha. You just don't play games in a row like that. That's not how the tournament's set up. So it it could – if we went on a little run in Hoover, it could bode an issue for us. But, I mean, you've got guys that are very efficient lately on the mound, and, and that's a played a huge part in saving some arms.
4: It seems like Arkansas likes being in the position, too, this last series of the year, being on the road. So you go on the road, you play that series, and then you just make the trip to Hoover instead of being in Fay- Fayetteville and making a longer trip. Yeah, that might.
3: I'm curious. Uh, that maybe something I ask um, Holland when he's on with us, if they're going straight from Nashville down to Birmingham. I would assume they probably are. It's what we usually did. So it's just kind of this time of year is just fun. You don't have school's over with. Your finals are done. It's just you and the guys, I mean, Right now we we would go to practice during the week, go hang out at the pool after I and mean, there's not much to do besides hang out with your with your buddies and go play. So and then, you know, this trip they will take to Nashville and head down to Birmingham. You're just you're around the guys. You, I don't know if they're bussing and stuff. I don't know. We we tend to always bus to Hoover. I don't I don't know if they always do all that now, but you know, you you spend a lot of time with each other and that's when you can they have great chemistry already, but I mean it 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 only gets better typically. At least it did for us.
2: I was going to ask you, as far as uh, when you were traveling, was it always bus, or did sometimes you do at least get the flights and get the charter?
3: We only bussed to Oxford just because of how close it was, and then we did to Birmingham. We had sleeper buses where we had like bunks in there and stuff, which was kind of cool. We played car games and stuff or video games, hook it up to the TVs, but I don't know if they even do any of that now. They may fly them everywhere. Other than that, we were charter. We flew everywhere. It was just a couple, couple of those little closer road trips.
4: What do you think about the offense and and how they've been doing lately? They've uh, kind of really put it together. It, they've been playing well yeah. all season, and it's been a matter of just not giving it up on on the defensive side, not giving up too many runs, yeah. but offense seems to be rolling even with some of the lineup changes.
3: Yeah, you know, Josenberg comes back, and I, mean, I thought for being out for a while he didn't seem to have as much rust as you'd expect, and you know, the lineup it shifted a little bit on Sunday. It seemed like he kind of pulled or made the right moves again, like he's done all year DVH, and they just keep for the most part finding ways to get guys in get a guy on you know like we've talked i feel like i've said a hundred times but Mm -hmm. they they do those little things that winning ball clubs do you know when guys are in scoring position or still a base to get there and get a base hit after you know those little things and it it seemed like they just kind of did the same thing over the weekend saturday they had guys out there to score them we just didn't get the timely hit which is a huge part of the game so you know, they got him on Sunday. We got a couple big insurance runs late in the game that felt like you could take a deep breath a little bit. It wasn't so close. And, you know, for the most part, they just battle. Um, Peyton Holt is playing incredible.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I'm not sure how he can come out of the lineup if Stovall does end up – you know, it's like th- there's going to be some decisions to be made there. I don't know how his shoulder's doing. You, you would maybe know more than me, but um, – I, I like where the lineup's at. I think they battle and they're tough outs. See a lot of pitches for the most part, and 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 don't really try to do too much like some guys want to do.
2: Yeah, that, I think that's probably what makes it almost difficult in the decision that Dave Van Horn's going to have to make is some of these guys that have stepped up and they are playing so mm-hmm. well. I mean, he, I mean, you're really going to bench Stovall for you know, if his guys got mm-hmm. hot. I mean, you know, because Stovall, I know that he's you know dealt with some some injuries and everything, but. I mean, you're gonna bench him to to bring in this guy, and you know, of course, uh, when Wagner comes back, you know that uh, that's gonna he, he was killing it before he got mm-hmm. injured. It's like, but you have other guys that's been stepping up. I mean, is Diggs just gonna simply go back to the V and then the DH spot. I mean, that those are the it's things tough. where it's just I like, I it's a great problem to have, yeah. but it's definitely depth, something I don't sure. envy Dave Van Horn because you know at the end of the day it, it's it's his team and he's got to make the right decision for yeah, him. Yeah,
3: you know, McLaughlin has a huge you know leaves the park on sunday that's a huge one for us and he's a guy that wasn't playing you know and they were all healthy he wasn't playing really ever he was kind of pitching more than you ever saw him hit a little bit so it's like man i don't know what he gets this he's the manager he's you know he's there yeah. for a reason he's going to make the decision and stuff and you know talk console the staff and all that and they'll figure it out and yeah, i really don't have any reason not to trust what he decides to do especially this year it seems like every movie he's made is just paid off. Mm-hmm. You have to
4: balance it out of players that's giving you the most not only at the plate but yeah. in the field so mm-hmm. wh- whichever those players are that give you that, that most balance and uh, more of the complete players those are the ones that need to be in the lineup.
3: Yeah and you bring that up Joe and Bolton's been a guy most of the years like okay his defense is the reason he's staying in well now he's getting on bait you know he's bunting he's hitting double in the gap he's hitting a ball down the line and his offense is clearly getting better It's uh, that's obvious for everybody watching so There, there's decisions to be made, and you know you got. I think they're one percentage point behind Vanderbilt for best defense in the in the conference, and two really good defensive clubs that we'll see this week. Um, So it's man, I don't know. There's
2: good defense out there. It's hard to just take this guy out, and you lose some of that. I love with uh, Bolton the fact that it's got to be a great feeling no matter to get hits, especially when you've been struggling. But and uh, the one against South Carolina. I know when he got that double, they were playing up so far because yep. they're like, eh, ah, he's not going to hit mm-hmm. it. He, but then once – I'm sure that that's something that makes it even that much more better when you're just able to, hey, I go it up there, y'all thought I wasn't going to do anything with it, and then I knock it over your head. Too. Yeah, he's making some
3: guys respect him a little bit more up there, and that's good to see because we're going to need we're going to need those big at-bats for sure down the stretch.
4: With these series also, um, you get wins whenever you, you get wins. You'll take them. But it seems like when you take that first game – and if you're going to win two or three, you take that first game and then you end with a win on Sunday, then uh, that's always a good feeling because you go into the series with a win, you end the series with a win. It just seems to give the team a good sense of of a good feeling because – you know it's um you're you're on a high you're riding a high going into the series and you're riding on a high leaving the series
3: yeah and it's it's funny you mention that because even let's say you lose the first two but you didn't get swept and win on sunday it was it was kind of funny how you felt at the end of that series like you know you didn't get swept but you won at the Mm -hmm. end it's always kind of odd how that works out but i definitely love winning that game one and i wouldn't say guys some guys relax but you know i mean one or two you got left and you know, there's there's a lot of baseball to be played, but I I do like how we seem to go out and get that game one win.
2: I think it's interesting that baseball, especially in college baseball, is one of the few sports that the postseason, at least other than the super regional and then the college world series final, the postseason is completely and totally differently formatted than what the actual regular season is. You know, right. and, and and college basketball, you know, you go to your season, it's one game and it's one game in the tournament, and football, it's kind of been the same thing. Even in professional sports, it's like. Yeah, you've had series before and, and all that. But in college baseball, it's like you're used to going, all right, I only got this team for three mm-hmm. games or a midweek of two or one. I, I, I mean, how does does that impact and change everything as far as just how you feel about it, where it's like nah, not only... We have a bunch of games in front of us, but we got this double elimination thing going on. Like, if we win, this is who we play. If we lose, like, it just seems like it would be quite a different experience from what you probably have ever seen in regular seasons. Yeah,
3: the, re- the regional, especially, you know, with four teams and, you know, you don't really know who's going to win those games. It's always interesting. I always thought that was the most challenging, played in a couple supers. So, uh, that regional tournament, I feel like you get past it, you feel good about a, game, a best of three series, you know, especially when you're a national seed and they should be. Playing at your own park, a best of three, even doing it all year. Um, so I always feel good when you get past that regional. I always feel like, okay, we're going to be in Omaha because I, I like us best of three really against anybody this year.
4: Conference tournament is a bit of a different setup also yeah. when you go from single elimination to double, back to single. And then uh, you know that if you get to the regional, super regionals, you're talking about double elimination super regionals of course you have to take two or three so it just keeps changing evie every step that you go
3: yeah almost i'm trying to think of how it's set up now does it turn does it switch back to single elimination towards the end it does mm-hmm. okay, yeah that's starting yeah, off yeah, so, it's so that's so interesting i wish it was just all single elimination i feel like most coaches would probably feel the same way about a conference tournament but yeah it's odd it wasn't like that for us it was still double past i guess the first you know slate of games it was all double elimination so it it is different and in the hoover tournament's just a grind i mean you're you're there with all conference teams so with that aspect once you get to regionals you kind of like okay it's not an sec team you know weekend it it's nice to play someone else out of the conference face some different guys that these teams don't quite know you as well the scouting reports aren't the same and um, it, it's nice to get away from conference guys, at least till maybe supers.
2: I know that some people have even said uh, that the winning the SEC tournament is more difficult than like winning a regional or super regional, just because of the, the amount of talent and teams yeah. that are in there. Where, uh, I think that there's an element to that, because I think it was Razorback basketball. Uh, that was something that Eric Musselman talked about, where they got into the NCAA tournament, and they were playing in Illinois, and he was just like, we're just glad to not have to play a team from our conference that we've yeah. seen before, that they've scouted us many times. It's like it, It's not that it's easier, but it's certainly just almost like a breath of fresh air when it's like, Okay, Absolutely. now now we can do something yeah. a little bit different here.
3: It definitely is. That's how I mean that's how I felt about it. It was you you get to the SEC tournament, you face, most of those teams you've played against area. I know we haven't played everybody, but usually mm-hmm. that's just kinda how it works out and they know you, you know them. the same thing. I mean, really in all the sports like you're saying and it is nice to get to the postseason outside of the conference tournament and play some new teams. It's just nice to face different guys. It's kinda like the fall, your fall, you know, the fall semester, and then early spring, and you're just facing your same teammates every day in scrimmages and mm-hmm. all that. You just get sick of it. Yeah. You're ready to play some different
2: guys. Yeah, especially when uh, not to say that, that like in the regional, the Four Scene's a terrible team, but it's like. It's it's a team that you feel like you should be able yeah, to beat if you end right. up face, of course, facing them in the in the first game too. Which I've always noticed, that it seems like D, DVH likes doing the first game of the of the regional like yeah. in the day. Yeah, that's uh, always been interesting. to Yeah, beat. yeah, we may talk about that yeah. I feel like that's a pretty fascinating thing. Again, we got Trent Daniel in studio with us. Thanks to Lift Truck Lift Truck Service Center here in Little Rock. If you got any questions or comments for Trent, call or text in at 501 five zero one six six one one zero three seven. We're out of bounds on Trigger Tuesday. Coming up next, stay with us.
6: For interior, exterior, commercial, and residential painting, hire the pros at CERTA Pro Painters. Get your free estimate at CERTAPRO.com. That's CERTA with a C. Sports in the NBA tonight, the Western Conference Finals start. It'll be the Nuggets hosting the Lakers in Game 1. Neither team has lost at home in these playoffs. The Nuggets are 8-25 all-time versus the Lakers in the playoffs and are 0-7 all-time in their series against them. Tip for the game is set for 7-30. TV coverage will be on ESPN. Radio coverage will be joining progress on the buzz at 8 o'clock. Prior to the Western Conference Finals Game 1, the NBA draft lottery will be on ESPN. The Pistons, the Rockets, and the Spurs are tied at 14% with the highest odds to land the number one overall pick which will earn them the right to select Victor Wimbanyama. The three teams with the lowest odds are the Pelicans at .5%, the Raptors with 1%, and the Thunder with 1.5%. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. From 67-167,
1: it's trooper Colt Chipley and his partner, Dirty Larry, of the Arkansas Freeway Patrol. Yes,
4: man. to report a robbery a car dealer gave me too little for my trade pulled my credit four times
7: and gave me a high interest rate now what are y'all gonna do about it oh you should have went to guatney chevrolet we won't rest until we catch the dealer that did this to you now take a step back we're headed to waffle house don't let
1: this happen to you. Watney Chevrolet is offering low 1.9% on all new Blazers, Equinox, Trailblazers, Traverse, and Silverados. Plus, take the handcuffs off your summer plan with no payments for 90 days. Watney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501 982 2102. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. All offers with the proof credit. This is Pat Bradley. Listen for me on Morning Mayhem, presented by my friends at Bradford Marine and ATV. Save thousands on your next new boat from Bradford and receive up to a $1,000 Bass Pro gift card. BradfordMarine.com with six statewide locations and plenty of inventory to choose from.
4: Big O' Tires knows it's frustrating to jump through hoops. We hate them as much as you do. So we're bringing back our buy three, get one free sale. At Big O, we legitimately give you a free tire. We don't mark it up. We don't make you mail in a rebate. You honestly get a free tire. No hoops. Buy three, get one free. At the Big O Tire Stores in Conway and Cabin. We have something for every vehicle. So save money today and get tight, service, straight talk at the Big O Tires in Conway and Cabin.
7: It's Justin Acri, and I'm reminding you that Serta Pro is the only option when it comes to interior or exterior painting, as far as I'm concerned. Having used them a number of times over the years, I'm about to get them on a new project. I got a new deck installed and about to get them to stain it and seal it and protect it for the future. That's what it's about. It's an investment in your future with Serta Pro Painters. You want to improve curb appeal? You want to improve the livability of your home? And you want to do it with people you trust who live locally right there in your community? Then Serta Pro Painters is the answer. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at Certapro.com. That's Certa with a C. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check
0: out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Pitch to Slavins, hit high in the air, deep
1: to right center. That ball's going to go out of here. A two-run homer for Brady Slavins. And the Hogs are back on top on his
0: sixth of the year on 103.7 The Buzz.
4: Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is as close to your cell phone. Just go to the app store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. College baseball, MLB, combat sports, boxing, MMA, USFL, golf. You name the sport, they have it. NBA playoffs going on, Stanley Cup playoffs going on. In-game prop bets. If you want the best odds, favorites, and underdogs, Bet Saracen is where you need to be. Governors, I-40 showdown tonight. Little Rock baseball taking on UCA. Little Rock is a -a one-and-a-half-point favorite. NBA tonight, the Lakers are an underdog to the Nuggets. Nuggets home team, they're a -a six-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 222. And then tomorrow's game, you have the Celtics. They're an eight-point favorite over the Heat. For the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the BetSaracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store and download the BetSaracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of How to Play featuring Jancy Sheets. It is a Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds.
2: John Neighbors, Joe Franklin. Also have former Razorback Trent Daniel in studio with us thanks to Lift Truck Service Center here in Little Rock, serving Arkansas since 1973. Talking some Razorback baseball, as we know that uh, coming this weekend is going to be a big one against Nashville, or against Vanderbilt in Nashville, uh, there where Arkansas can I, – I mean, we can we all just go ahead and maybe assume he's going to do something bad, but if they win one game, they're a national seed, right, yep. this weekend. Even if they lose the series, they're a national seed. I Absolutely. think they should
3: be no matter what, but yeah, true for sure. Yeah. I think one, you're a lock, but I don't, I don't know how you can go on the road to a top 10, top 10 RPI, you know, all that – and whatever happens, and, and drop tremendously. I just don't think I haven't seen that happen to other teams, you know. So, who knows what will happen to the Razorbacks? but, <laughs> You know,
4: yeah. it doesn't seem likely right now. as the yeah. number two team in the country? Yeah, no, they I just seem don't to see be how. in a good position. Yeah, exactly. they,
3: they've earned where they're at now. You, it's a good, really good Vanderbilt team. No one's played great on the road anywhere in the country this year, so you shouldn't be punished tremendously for get losing you know, potentially to a team on the road
2: like them. Especially when you have to deal with the Vandy Whistler the whole time while you're there, Oh, too, yeah. So. Yeah, that
3: should give you one game just <laughs> right there, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's what,
2: that, you know, we always talked about, like, fans and, and the interactions and stuff that went along with it and stuff you'd hear as, as a player, but mm-hmm. it's like I, he's not doing anything, like, malicious, but man, it might be, I'd, I'd rather almost someone be malicious towards me than have to hear that each and every at-bat. Like, that's awful. I think
3: I told you about the guy at Georgia that just barked up in the concourse the whole time. <laughs> I guess he's acting like a bulldog, but he barked and then came on our a bus after we got walked off like a pass ball walk off crazy thing to lose a series and barked and i thought dvh was gonna choke hold him <laughs> you know Ooh. wait a minute how did he get on the bus well we we're the team bus we we're just all sitting in there I, I, it's something i can never forget because i heard the barking all weekend you know and then i guess he was walking by and the doors open you know because you're who el- who does that yeah you know yeah, yeah, not normal people the doors open you're waiting on guys to you know get dressed or whatever get changed get on the bus and and he decided to come a step or two in the bus and bark at all the team, and DvH was not happy about that. <laughs> oh my
2: goodness great. Was like a, So this is a grown man. Oh like yeah, it's a grown man he's okay. gets there
3: and barks into his hands the whole game. Oh my gosh! I don't know
2: if I wonder if he's still doing
3: that. Uh, <sighs> that's still a thing. I don't I don't know if I heard
2: it when we played there a few weekends ago, but yeah. I don't want to hear it. No. Well, because I remember when I made the trip to Athens uh, for the Georgia football yeah. game. We stayed at a hotel that's pretty much on campus, and we would just we just walked to the stadium. And you know Arkansas and Georgia, they're set, they're both red, but there's an Arkansas red and sure. a Georgia red, so they could yeah. kind of, And we had to walk by one of the fraternity houses, and they were just kind of on the lawn, and you know, we weren't thinking anything of it. And they started like they actually like got on all fours and started barking <laughs> at us. And I'm like, when did this become a wow. thing? Like, I, I, like, I, and I guess I get it's like you know it's like if you start talking a little trash, but I'm like, I feel like you're the idiot here. Like yeah. you're, you're the one that's on your on all fours
4: barking at people, but. Maybe, maybe that's just their thing. Well, they're out of control because of winning national championships, so they oh. feel like at this point they can do whatever they yeah. want to do. You yeah, know, Everything's free game. Yeah, I guess so. But, I, I mean, because that's the thing with the Arkansas, and, you
2: know, they do the hog call, and they have a few things, and they just have some signs, like, still don't understand what happened. It's almost like everyone tries to do something in baseball more so. It's like, oh, I'm that guy. Yeah. Like, the guy that holds up the big sign, that's a potato. It's like, everyone's like, what is that? And then he has to explain it, and the <laughs> explanation's like, I still don't think that makes sense, but hey, it's your thing. You're gonna you're gonna keep doing it. You're gonna keep holding those signs up. I guess I don't get it though. Uh, okay, here you go, Trent. So from the first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, we talked last week about uh, Dave Jorn coming in and uh, doing yeah. a book sign and everything. This uh, comes from that text. It says Trent gave your message to Coach Jorn. He teared up and said he loves you and still loving him is uh, what he gives his career real meaning. Relationship is worth so much more than rings and rewards. Uh, coach testimony led to about 20 in attendance to accept Jesus as their savior. That's so awesome. Trent, uh, you blessed him, and uh, then and now. So yeah,
3: well, thank you for relaying the message and then bringing that one back to me because that means a lot. I talked about it last week, but he meant a lot to us. He was a father figure, a great—I mean, obviously a leader of men, which is huge. Just like DVH is, and that means a lot to me for sure. Even to hear you know what happened over the weekend there. So appreciate that. Thank you. It meant a lot to me.
2: Yeah, because I think with. Uh, with the coaches that Dave Van Horn has had as assistants, I mean, they've stayed for a good period of time. You know, it's not like a revolving door. Yeah, Coach
3: nor was there for a long time
2: with him. They were together yeah. a long time. In fact, I feel like the, like, least tenure coach might be, like, either Vitello or Wes Johnson.
3: Cause I think so. They're probably right there together with maybe the least amount of time spent. Yeah,
2: because I think, I think Vitello was at Arkansas for four years, three or four years, and then Wes Johnson was about three or four. Yeah. So, Yep. yeah. I guess that's a good thing that shows that uh, people like, you know, coaching at Arkansas under Dave Van Horn. They're not trying to leave uh, immediately like some yeah. other places. Oh, so Wes, Wes,
3: has got his hands full right now with the pitching staff down there in the Bayou. They're having some
4: <laughs> bullpen problems, yeah. to say the least. Uh, give, giving up uh, a nine-run lead at home. Yeah, is I never not thought ideal. I would see that. Mm. We have another first Arkansas Bank of Trust text line. It says you always want to play the early game in the regional because of dealing with weather delays and yep. playing till midnight or later and then having to get up that next day and play a game so yeah there's definitely
3: the reasons like you know just like that is exactly i think he usually will allude to that you know you're the first game of the day you know there's no delay you know if there is you're still the first game and all that i I definitely understand that you do lose that night game in front of the home crowd but he has his reasons he he's you know has convictions on that and and that's what he typically stands with.
2: Because if you win, assuming you win first game, you play the night, night game, game the next sure. night.
3: So which That's the huge break he usually talks about. A big break after the first game, you play the first one. You know, we talked about coming back, he gets to scout the two teams that night playing, and then you play the night game. So you do have a
2: huge break. Yeah. And then, because I think with uh, uh, Stillwater last year, Arkansas played the mid-gate, midday game, and they won that one, played Oklahoma State night and Saturday. They won that one. Yep. And they came back the next day, Oklahoma State beat Arkansas after playing back-to-back games. So it's just, yeah, it's amazing how many games you got to fit in. And uh, even if you're, like, in that game, too you know it's with huge, the, it's huge to two and oh. because if you yeah. lose that you got to win two the next day yeah. you got to win three straight and after yeah that. And, and then three and, and the entire thing yeah. so man
3: yeah, yeah scheduling oh. matters
4: there yeah when you're in tournament play
2: yeah you
3: get to two and oh in the regional and you, you feel good about where you're at just knowing they that other team has to now win three straight against you it's just
2: hard to I mean, you just don't see that happen too often yeah, you got enough to, pitching yeah you got, you got to sweep like yeah, essentially exactly. it's like and we know in how difficult days. that is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. gotta you gotta sweep and get it done and uh, yeah, because that throws everything off. And, you know, again, weather, which we haven't even factored into that, which we know, in, depending on where you're at in the country, it could be impacted at any point in time and yep. really throw th- some things off. As we talked about in that uh, Arkansas-Oregon State College World Series final, then Oregon State benefited from having that extra day of rest. They did. They got a rain a- a rain delay postponement that gave the,
3: the lefty an extra day. I mean, all, all those things play a role.
2: So we need to start. Saying that it wasn't the pop up foul ball. It was, the, it was uh, <laughs> yeah. the weather gods that came in and said that that's, that's really where it yeah. all went awry for Arkansas on that one, too.
4: First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line great here in TD on the buzz. Great Brian Hornet. Then raise it back. Please take the Brian Hornet baseball job and take us back to winning state titles.
3: <laughs> yeah, I've, it, it did come open. Their head coach uh, is now the DC, so he's moving to that role um, at Bryant. They've got the, definitely an opening there. I would expect
2: some really good uh, coaches to put in for that job. Yeah. It's a great, great job to have. And I feel like in, just here in the state of Arkansas, you know, football and basketball jobs, obviously, there's certain schools that have it really going on. But I feel like baseball coaches, too, when they're at a good spot and a good gig, they, yeah. they're they there forever. When I played at Fayetteville High School, if Coach Arnold was there. Yep. I, I, for like forty years, you know. But it, it, hey, if you got a spot and you, you got it going on and it works out for you, there's a lot of people just I know, love that. I know that
3: job, the head coach job, will come with the. You have to be a defensive assistant on the the football team, so you know there's there's always that thing.
4: So, know, that, so you have to coach multiple sports. You
3: do. That's what I was mm. told. Um, a late her name's Krista Finney. She was my trainer in high school. She's still there. She's great at what she does. I told her happy birthday over the weekend, and she we talked about Travis a little bit you know being promoted to dc so the baseball job was opening and she told me that that's how i understood it that you still have the assistant you have to be an assistant on the football team even as a head coach interesting yeah. trying to get
4: those football skills together yeah. and they've got i mean obviously <laughs> that program's elite so
2: yeah it, it could be you could go to a worse football
4: team oh, that's yeah. for sure
3: yeah
2: yeah because i feel because i feel like with most and again high school jobs are always done differently but like 7a jobs especially in football and, and basketball and in baseball it's like at least when I was in the school up at Fayetteville, they didn't have – there was no coaches that really did cross jobs. Like, if you were the head coach at one sport, that's all you did, you know, and and you kind of stuck with it that way too. I think maybe track, had you know, like there was a coach that kind of split over there too. But overall, it was just always like, yeah, the same way. So that's interesting with Bryant. Yeah, defensive defensive coordinator job doing football. So, hey, it's whatever they're doing is working out because they got a successful program in both sports. So it's working out for them. Uh, also, uh, this comes from Rasher Record Life fan feedback. Says Trent with the nil, NIL how and how well you travel in college baseball. Do you think it's more beneficial to stay and play in college if you're not a top five round draft pick? I know you're going through mine, the minors in Cali. You probably had more travel benefits when you were at Arkansas. Oh yeah, the try. I mean, going from
3: flying everywhere to to pro ball for me it was a huge step down. <laughs> no question. The bus trips, and I did play. I played in the California League and. We were all up and down the coast there. I mean, I played in Modesto, and we were playing teams down by L.A. and all that, and even south of that uh, by San Diego and stuff like that. So those are all long bus trips, way different than, you know, you're just spoiled up there. It, it That's probably the perfect word for what it's like being a Razorback. I mean, I didn't have any NIL stuff right. as far as... You know, I think that is player to player, how much they, you know, their projected draft and all that. I, you know, it, that's so unique to each guy. It's hard to say what they want to do, but that definitely plays a role now. There's no question about it.
2: Did your bus have like the bunks, like you talked about the Razorback no. bus? <laughs> no. <laughs> <weird. laughs> Not one of those nice type of buses nope. then. Just Great
3: scenic drives, though. Yeah, yeah. Cali. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah c- scenery. When I mean, well, we story. had
3: to go south to LA, we'd have to plan our
2: trip, leave five hours earlier just because of LA traffic. Yeah. Well, let's yeah, see. That only. Why would want to do yeah. that? Traffic <laughs> already stresses me out as it is. So we got a lot more out of bounds on Trigger Tuesday coming up next. Stay with us. <whistles>
1: This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton in their Summertime Auto Loan Special. Interest rates as low as 2.49%, no payments for 90 days or 84 months financing. Offer valid on new 22 or 23 models, where you can refinance your current auto loan. Apply securely online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Now serving Grant, Garland Hot Spring, and Perry counties.
3: Fellas, need an annual health exam for work, or do you just
1: want to start your year prioritizing your health? I recommend Low T-Center to get your complete health assessment. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone. It's typically completely covered by most health insurance, and if you don't have insurance, it's less than 100 bucks for full labs and an office visit with the provider. Low T-Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T-Center, reinventing men's health care. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskis. If you've got a birthday, anniversary, graduation, or other celebration coming up, you can celebrate your event in style with a private VIP section and bottle service at Brewski's. Each Brewski's VIP section comes with your own server, no line, no wait entry, and a complimentary bottle of champagne to get the party started only at Brewski's. It's Taco Tuesday at Brewski's. $1.50 street tacos, $5 signature 22-ounce margaritas, $3 Jose shots, and trivia at 7 p.m. Taco Tuesday at Brewski's. Don't miss the Memorial Day sale at Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor for a limited time only. Enjoy up to 50% off store-wide. Plus, with extended hours, it's the perfect time to shop. They're more than a recliner store. Kick off summer with something new in every room of your home. Living rooms, dining rooms, bedrooms, and accessories galore. With special financing offers to make your dream home a reality. Don't miss out. Visit Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor in Shackleford Galleries of Little Rock now and save big
5: imagine getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or ibsc by treating it with linzess then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms Talk to your doctor about Linzess, linaclitide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IVSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually.
1: Do not give Linzess to children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area
5: pain, and swelling. Imagine, what could relief from IBSC mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS.
4: At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't.
6: They offer packing, moving, loading
1: and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why they have more five-star reviews than any other moving company. CollegeHunksHaulingJunk.com Office rental, storage rentals, container sales, mobile container solutions has you covered. Call today and they'll get one on the way. 501-541-2600 That's 501-541-2600 for mobile container solutions.
0: Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer.
6: Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report, every weekday with Justin and Wes on the Zone. Brought to you by Big Old Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway.
0: Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hog's Meat Market. Hog's Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin.
7: Rosenberger leads at first with one away. He reached on an air. Here's the 3-2 on Wagner. Rosenberger taking off. Hit high in the air
1: and struck well. Deep to right center field. Dylan Cruz going back. Leaks up at the wall. And it's out of here. A two-run jack. Jared Wagner depositing his 10th bomb in the air. 41st of the season for the Hawks. And they strike first and in a hurry.
0: On 103.7 The Buzz.
5: Come with me now Come with me now
2: Trigger Tuesday, you're on Out of Bounds. We'll get to what's uh, triggering us in the world of sports at around 3.30 this afternoon. And I want to remind everybody that Razorback pitcher Hunter Holland is going to be joining us here in about 15 minutes. Looking forward to catching up with him, John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, and Trent Daniel, all hanging out in the studio. We're going to have your Razorhog update presented by True Service, as we'll talk about all the stuff going on with the Razorbacks. And, uh, where they're traveling at because again it's a Thursday series that's yep. where it starts yep. and I don't know I'm just I don't I don't like them as a fan but I don't know maybe players and coaches enjoy them especially before the SEC tournament give them that extra day to yeah rest. It's, it always is on Thursday that
3: last weekend It def- definitely gives those teams an extra extra day of rest Mm, yeah,
2: it just because like we were laughing in the beginning with uh, me and Joe is like I can't, I can't say this weekend series because I feel like Thursday is not a yeah. weekend. You can't say weekend. It is for some people. I guess yeah, that's what he <laughs> said. Yeah, it's, like it's uh, some people are out there uh, enjoying themselves on a yeah. Friday, on a Thursday, but. But no, I get it. It's it's just I,
3: uh, I guess I don't mind it too much, especially when there's no midweek because you got this long week. You know, like it's kind of a basketball. You always have that m- middle of the week game and Saturday, so I, I, I'm ready for another game. But yeah, I can see both sides of that.
2: Yeah, I I just I I don't know. I look at it as hey, you can, uh, you know, you can have it to where like if it's at this point in time like the SEC tournament coming up, it makes sense. But mm-hmm. man, if it's like a big series yep. too, like we were talking about, man, how in the world did you not have? Any of those games with Arkansas and South Carolina on like the SEC Network yeah. or ESPNU or something—they're all streaming. I was like, man, a top six matchup it's in baseball—it's rough. Which yeah, we're trying to figure out which place is going to show the game
3: because none yeah. of them
2: are on national TV. Yeah, hard to believe. I know, I know. And it, but I feel bad also for a lot of those places because from what I was like, because I was researching it afterwards, and apparently there's just like certain like fees and, and stuff that yeah. go into it, and it just makes it pretty complicated. But the way streaming is going now. Like I saw with the uh, you know NFL with Amazon Prime, they got games every Thursday, and I think the I think Wes was talking about like pickleball signing with some streaming service, yeah. and like there's just so many sporting events that are going to yeah. be on stream where you know the we go to public places and you know tw- go to Twin Peaks and watch it. It's like you know they they can't just have it on their uh, Direct TV and change channels. It's like now we got to switch it over here and do it. It makes yeah. it pretty complicated, I'm sure, for those restaurants. That's yeah, it's going to be
4: interesting for bars and restaurants what they do as far as with nfl going to streaming because last year they offered it through DirecTV even though it was on amazon prime do they keep the same deal in place like that to help out the bars and restaurants yeah because like. right now it's illegal to stream games
2: yeah it's that's which it i mean up. what yeah whatever's easiest because if this uh it's also like the fight nights like pay-per-view stuff it's like you know you can't it's not like you go to the bar it's like oh i'll pay the 49.99 and everybody can watch it it's like they have these like, extraordinary amount of money that they have to pay to to show those games and those events. So, yeah. Because well, that's stuff I learned about. I didn't know yeah. much about it. But, yep. yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty complex. Uh, before we raise your rug update, let's go to the phone. lines. Brent in Stuttgart. What's up, Brent?
0: What's up, Johnny? What's up, man? So, I'm one. i tell you what. Yesterday was a day without sunshine looking for the locked-on Razorback.
2: Well, it was my day off yesterday, Brent, so I decided to uh, just let you be. That's your own thoughts and opinions on everything.
0: Well, hey, but that that brings up a good question I had because I I heard last night, is Prime Video going to do a streaming of NFL playoff Or is that Peacock that's going to do that? Peacock, NBC,
4: yes. Yeah, they're going to do one one playoff game.
0: I got to tell you this. Prime has to improve their coverage for, for Thursday night. I'm <laughs> just going to take.
2: Well, I guess as long so as it's not it. a ba- uh, what was it, uh, is it not Valley Sports? The um the the streaming that uh, Razorback baseball would be on that uh, you would have Flow to purchase. Sports. Flow sports, Flow, yeah. yeah, Flow Sports. As long as it's not Flow Sports, <laughs> oh, Brent, we can be all right. That uh,
0: Flow Sports, they're stealing money from people when <laughs> they put sports on. I'm that's why
4: telling. they're doing it. And and that's they all right.
0: about making that money. <laughs> They need to go, they need to go straight to jail <laughs> have you have you still got mr. Daniel on there yeah, yeah. I'm here. um I, have, I have, this is my opinion this Dave van horn's a great coach great 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 uh, but this year is the greatest coaching job he's ever done because he has kept this team together with duct tape and gorilla Glue. And now we're, and now we're finally hitting our stride, getting our pitchers back, and it's just it's just been an incredible season to watch and be at all the games this year. And he is a he is a legend, and before long he's going to win a n he's going to win another national championship because he won one at the – was it Temple, Missouri where he, where he was the coach before Northwest Louisiana. Uh, Northwestern State?
3: I honestly don't remember. It was
0: somewhere in Missouri. Uh, I
3: don't remember for Northwestern, honestly.
0: But it was a, ple- it know. was a, it's a, mm-hmm. and I tell you what, before I let you go, it's a pleasure always meeting the baseball players at the hotel like I met them in Dallas last year. They're, they're all such nice guys and, uh, and, Willing to talk to you, and I really appreciate it. Matt is come straight from the head coach and the staff. I can tell you.
3: Yep, I agree with you. And, and the coach of the year thing—I mean, it's—it's it's been an incredible season. It—I don't know how you could really say he's not the coach of the year this hmm. year. But as, as far as his best coaching job, I mean, I don't know where you could really find—you know—all the adversity he had hey, to deal with as a manager. It's incredible. Let Let's ju- Let's just. Be real.
0: They'll either give it to uh, the coach at LSU or Kim Ears Corbin. Okay, <laughs> that's that's a that's a done deal. But Dave, we've been robbed if Dave Van Horn doesn't get it. That's all I can say. Thank well,
3: you. Yeah, I could, you know I can maybe see nationally the year they Wake Forest as head coach. He's done a great job. I could see that. But as far as what DvH has had to deal with in the conference, I, I don't know how he wouldn't be. I mean, who knows what they're going to actually do, right? But right. I, I don't know how anyone could be more deserving, given what's been taken off the roster, what they've lost, and guys he's plugged in. That they've just – everything seemed to work this year.
2: I mean, especially they end up getting the number two overall seed. Right. Like, I mean, th- th- yeah, it's incredible. By the way, it was uh, Northwestern State from 95 to 97. Before that, he was at Central Missouri State for one year at 94. Before that, he was at Texarkana from 89 to 93. Uh, to and then the GA at Arkansas in the mid-'80s. So, yeah, that's, gotcha. that's where uh, Dave was at. But uh, he's sitting at 1,200 12, and 603, according to his Wikipedia page. Mm. Seems like a pretty good percentage, yeah. I feel like. A lot of wins. Yeah, lots of wins going on. Yeah, we're going to hold off on your Rogue update until the next hour there, too. But, uh, yeah, they. Uh, I was trying to think of, like, you know, with Van Horn looking at his information. I honestly forgot he's from California. I did not realize that. Oh, yeah, I forget
3: that, too. You wouldn't think. He just seems to fit in so well here, you know. Yeah, Stanton,
2: California. I don't know much about it, but
3: 62 years old. Well, he's a Razorback. We know he played here, you know, all those things, brought him back here. So, yeah, thankful for that.
2: Yeah, and I know that uh, if they can uh, win the College World Series this year, it not only means so much to Dave and everything, but you know it'll mean a lot to... Uh, you know, just when he's been here, and you know what what is built up in the program. Because Norm DeBrayn, like him, him being able to see that too, would be an awesome moment as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Uh, so, but we're already up against it. But you're going to want to stay tuned, folks. We got Hunter Holland, the Razorback pitcher, had a complete game on Sunday. He's going to be joining us. We'll talk to him about that performance, uh, how his rehab situation's been going so far, and what we can expect out of him this week or weekend against Vanderbilt. That's all coming up next in the third hour of Out of Bounds on Trigger Tuesday. Stay with us.